What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Shepard, joined today by my ever-amazing co-host, Emmy Rodriguez. I always just wait to hear what you're going to say. I know. It's so exciting. I, I can see know. the look on your face, and you're like, what's he going to say this time? <laughs> I'm scared it's going to be a word I don't know, and then I'm just going to have to take it and trust you enough that it's great. Well, you know, you trusted me enough to say yes to being on the podcast, so right. I mean, you know, you're how, right. how much worse can I get? All right. Today, Chris, I have like a movie review for you. Oh, it's movie It's a personal review. opinion. It might make me seem cheesy, but I'm fine with it. As long as it's not about the movie Underdog. No, okay. it's not. Honestly, I know that's a hot topic in this office for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think I've actually seen it, or if I have, it was like, I don't even know. I don't think I've seen it. Sorry to derail your no, movie review. No, 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 continue. I, I, I don't know that I've seen it, but I have a really strong opinion about it. <laughs> Just because, <laughs> so in our our college ministry, right. like leadership, Underdog has come up multiple times, and there are two very distinct sides. Like it's the best movie ever, or it's the worst movie ever. <laughs> and so I just think it's funny, and depending on who I'm talking to, I have a yeah. really strong opinion either or, because I really don't have an opinion about yeah, it. That, that would be me. But it's just funny to like play devil's advocate and be on the other side. So I'm going to see if I can do Let's that to see what kind of response I can elicit from you on your movie review today. Okay. Well, have you heard of this movie? I hope you have called a week away. I actually have not. Okay. So it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's a musical, but it's okay. like a faith-based musical. Okay. And I'm a big fan because it brought back a lot of 90s Christian Nice. And so it's so cool. So it was written by Alan Powell, who I follow because he was in the band Anthem Lights. Okay, yeah. Which is like a guy band that did a lot of covers. Um, He left the band and pursued like acting and writing. And so he wrote this musical, super cool. But it's really just about like this troubled teen who gets invited or has the option of like, Basically, I think Juvie or <laughs> this option of camp. church camp. Yes. But he doesn't know it's church camp. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so cheesy, but so good. But then throughout the movie, like it plays a lot of like uh, Steve Scrooge Chapman, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant. I think Audio Adrenaline's in there. And so like I love it so much because yeah. I got to watch it with my nieces and now they know all these songs That's that so I grew up great. with. And so yes. we sing them together. But I think it's one of the best cheesy like and it doesn't like shove jesus down your throat or anything honestly yeah. like it's just very positive and i was like yes this is so fun and so i'm a big fan and if you haven't seen it you should definitely watch it okay so a week away a week away a week away yes. on netflix which makes sense because it's a week away at church camp yes they but, clever yeah they did great okay i'm you know what i'm gonna check it out because all of those artists i was like oh my gosh i grew up with that person and with every that person, song and with that person. i yeah. sat and i was like very nostalgic one for the church camp theme of like everything they did i was like oh my gosh i lived this <laughs> i did this and yeah. so it was really fun that's awesome i think most of those artists that you just mentioned our guest today has no idea who they are i and, would be curious you know, to see yeah we'll see we'll see if they do but we are excited to be joined today by another one of our church staff we're working our way through the church staff in season two of the story we're sharing podcast and today our very special very favorite don't tell everyone else but very favorite podcast guest today is bailey white hello i like being called the favorite yes. i'm glad to know that that is <laughs> that is what you consider me yeah not not just favorite very favorite very favorite yeah that's a big thing i may have to edit it. that out you said it i, I, I did I said it. there's no it. going back it's been recorded <laughs> but i also am the one that edits this podcast so it may or may not make it in the final it's all right but you had your moment right now i did yep i did yeah i'm the favorite for now for now at least at least for today it. yeah 
Yeah. Well, we're glad that you are joining us today on the podcast. And for maybe people who are listening that don't know Bailey White, why don't you go ahead and tell us the elevator version of who you are? Okay, I'm not going to give you my real elevator pitch because I am a business major and have one. Oh, of so those. you actually have one? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't have told so me that. I'm not yeah. do I, that. I, I, I need to know this. No, no Amy, no, no. help me. Help no. me. No, 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 no. 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 We, will, we'll end, we will end the podcast <laughs> no. right now. You're not this will be over. Bailey. Yes. This Bailey. is better. You get to know me through this better, not through my real oh. elevator pitch. It's very surface level. I'm disappointed. Okay, okay. go ahead. So. Obviously, my name is Bailey White. I'm a student here at Texas A&M. I'm graduating in December, so that's not very far away. (laughs) Um, I'm studying business with a concentration in pre-law. We'll see if I get to go to law school or not. That's No, we'll see where you get to go to law school. We'll We'll see when. Okay, that's fair. I will go eventually, but if I get in now or later, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. I... Work here at the church in Care Network, and that's really fun to be a part of what's going on, not only within the church, but within the community. I'm a student of 242, so that's really cool. Get to spend a lot of time with Chris and Emmy. Yeah. I like how she said that's really cool. I get to spend. That's good. You think it's cool? I do think it's cool. I mean, it, it takes a lot of my time, so I would hope that it's that's true. cool. Yeah. And you are in 80 Pi. I am in 80 Pi, and I love it. That takes up less of my time now that I'm a s- close to being a senior. There's not as much in-person events because of COVID. Um, hopefully, my last semester will get to be a lot of a lot more fun, yeah. a lot more in-person yeah. things. Get to meet a lot of the new people because I really don't know any of the new members. Okay, so. before before we jump into talking about your story, because that is, I mean, if, you know, if you missed the name of the podcast, it's a story worth sharing. So we're yeah. going to share your story. But before we jump into that. Did you know the musical artists that Emmy mentioned earlier? Absolutely. All of them? Absolutely. I like the Can answer. you repeat okay. the list? I also love some out. So Stevis Curtis Stephen Curtis Stevis. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yes. Michael W. Smith. Yes. Amy Grant. Yes. Audio Adrenaline. Yes. And then there was a medley of For King and Country and Rich Mullins for the the Awesome yeah. God song. I don't know Rich Mullins, but I do know that's the rest fair. Of that's them. impressive, though. That's yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I, I grew up a church kid, so that's you fair. Know. That's fair. We listened to Caleb every morning on the way that's to school. Right. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Caleb wasn't a thing when I was yeah in elementary school. Mine, but, what was mine? Like KLTY or something? I think yes, in Fort Dallas. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. KLTY. Yeah. Same page. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we listened to Caleb, uh, so I got all of those. Nice. Okay, so you you said you were a church kid. So let's talk just a little bit about like growing up and really one of the places we like to start on this podcast when helping tell a story is just thinking through some of those moments, like those events or those things that you encountered or that happened in your story that helped shape you into the person that you are today. And so when you think back you know, you threw out, oh, I was a church kid. When you think back, what are what are some of those moments, some of those identifying things in your life that it's like, man, this had such an impact, good or bad, yeah. had such an impact on who I became and, and how I progressed. Yeah. So like I said, I grew up going to church. Both of my parents are, are Christians, went to VBS, did Sunday school, Wednesday night church, all of those things. Um, but I think for me, a lot of my faith story comes a little bit later. I grew up in the same town my whole life until high school. My parents decided that we were going to move, and I was so excited about it. And then we moved over the summer, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I have no friends here. This is not fun That's because rough. I had grown up with the same group of kids. Yeah. My friend group, we had gone like pre-K through eighth grade together. We played all of our sports together. And so I had never had to really work to make new friends because I had 
had the same friends forever. So we moved and I really had to like lean into the Lord's plan for me and for my family because I was like, I have no friends. It is July. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like knock on people's doors to make (laughs) friends? Like, this is not it. And so there was that. Um, I got involved, played a ton of sports, was really involved in school and things like that. And my sophomore year, I vividly remember we were at a softball tournament and our coach got a call and I could see him and our one of our other coaches just really upset. And they had gotten a call that a girl from Thorndale who was if so pause. If you're from Thorndale, you're related to everyone. <laughs> Everyone's related somehow unless you move there. So I was one of very few people that was not related to anyone from there. So they get this call and a girl that had graduated from Thorndale, her younger brothers were still in school there. Um, she had been in a car accident and had been killed instantly on the scene. Her name was Kaylin, and I just instantly knew that she had had a really big impact on all of the people that I yeah. was spending all of my time with. And shortly thereafter, um, this guy named Coach Fry, who was our English teacher, everybody loved him. He restarted our FCA chapter at our school because Kaylin's faith was something that was really important to her. And they were really, really close. And he had, she had been really getting on him about starting that back up because it was something that she had started when she was in school there. Um, and she had already graduated from college, like was working. And so we started FCA. And I was like, mm, I don't really know that I want to go. Like Fellowship of Christian Athletes, like I know who Jesus is. Like right. I don't really want to go talk about like sports and church together. Like I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. And Fry really was like, I would really like you to come, like, please. And so I went, and there was actually a ton of my friends there. Um, and consistently went the rest of the year. That happened in about February. Um, and I went to every meeting the rest of the school year. And over the summer, he asked me to be, like, our president, I guess. Mm, or wow. on, on, Yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't really know about that. <laughs> like, that's kind of a lot. But I was just able to really find out what it meant to walk with Jesus Mm -hmm. and not just know who Jesus is, um, which I think I grew up going to church so much and did so many things that I was like, yeah, I know who Jesus is. Like, I love him, but had never truly made the decision to walk with Jesus Mm -hmm. and include him in my daily life until I saw the impact that Kaylin's life had on everyone else around me. Um, And so it was really, I was probably like 16 at this point and I, that was really when I decided to make my faith my own. Um, and it was really cool to get to do that with not only like the students around me and my friends, but in Thorndale, like the community gets involved in everything. So if we had an FCA event that was like meant for students, like the whole town showed up. <laughs> um, so it was really cool just to get to um, encourage our community in that way and yeah. get to really see how Jesus was working and get to carry that in to college with me. That's awesome. So Man, I, I love that. I think it's so cool. It's why, while you were talking, actually, I had this flashback. It was actually kind of weird remembering when I met you for the first time, and it was because you started talking about Coach Fry and FCA, and I remember you actually used him as a reference, and I had no idea who you were, and you came and sat in my office, and we were like starting a program here at the church and uh, for like leadership development and kind of an internship, and uh, I don't know that I'd ever met you before. I don't and, think so. Yeah, you came in and sat down, and <laughs> I had actually and, never been to two forty two before that. Yeah, I just saw it on a on the screen on a Sunday morning. And look at you now. It's so look crazy. at you now. Yeah, it's so crazy. It, it literally, you start talking about Coach Fry and FCA, and all of a sudden, my mind just like, oh my gosh, 
I remember the chair she was sitting in first time wow. I met her. Like it was, wow. yeah, it was crazy. Cause it feels like it was so long ago because yeah. we have had the opportunity to do so much life together in the last couple of years. And when you, when you think about those moments and how they got you to college, what are, what have been some of those like big moments in your college career? Yeah. So obviously getting plugged in to 242. That's um, really, I was just fishing. Yeah, I wanted you like, to just wow. yeah, Chris, yeah. make that more <laughs> obvious. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just no, kidding. So, I actually applied for our leadership development program, like Chris was saying. Um, I had never been to, to a 242 event before. I came to Brazos on Sundays and was like, knew that I needed to get plugged in more, but I was like, mm, I don't really want to show up to a college event by myself. Like, that's intimidating. Yeah. So I applied for this and came and interviewed with Chris, and that like worked out, whatever. But the beginning of the next semester, this happened in the fall, the beginning of the next semester, it was one of the first days of class. Chris texted me and was like, hey, I have this freshman small group. I really think that like you would enjoy it. I encourage you to sign up. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> mm, I don't want to show up. These people have already been together for a whole semester. Like what? And so I was like, you know what? Whatever. I talked to my parents about it. My mom was like, you could, uh, you could go. And if you don't like it, yeah. then you don't like, you right. literally never have to see them. Right. Again. You're in a town of 70,000 college right, students. Yeah. Like you don't have to go back. And so I signed up and I showed up the first time the first night and everybody was just so encouraging and it was so awesome to feel welcomed and loved in a way that I hadn't really experienced yet in college because I don't know about y'all, but colleges, they make it sound like it's going to be really easy to make <laughs> friends and get plugged in, yes. but it's not as easy yeah. as they make it seem. And so I just really got involved, um, came a few times on, then it was Thursday nights, I think. And we went to Egypt that summer Right? Was that that summer? Yeah, I think so. That was that was a long time ago. Yeah, COVID, <laughs> COVID ruined that last year. Yeah. But honestly, the trip to Egypt was really cool because I knew the like uh, the other students that had been in my small group, but really didn't know anyone else in the ministry. And it was a really awesome way to meet other people that weren't my age um, and get to know you better. And people like Tyler Stillwell, who wasn't a student <laughs> but is still really involved yeah. in the yeah. ministry. And it was just awesome to get to see students in a country like Egypt pursue the Lord when they're not like when it's not popular to do yeah. that. And personally I would come like I would think of A and M as a school that's like where you would be easily be able to find people that love the Lord. Which is true. Like there is a large Christian bubble at A and M. There it is. But um <laughs> yeah. But if you're not like really, really searching for that Mm -hmm. You could completely miss that. Yeah, it's true. Um, and it was just really eye-opening to me to see these kids like love Jesus and love others so well when that's not the popular thing yeah. to do in the country mm -hmm. they live yeah. in and yeah. where it's not always the safest thing to do. And so just coming back from that, it was a lot easier for me to, to find joy in every moment of getting to love the Lord and getting to encourage people around me to love the Lord when because I could easily be like, you know what? There's kids across the globe that are loving Jesus in secret. Like they're mm -hmm. not allowed yeah. to love the Lord. Their parents will disown them if mm -hmm. they find a Bible in their room. Mm -hmm. And I have never felt that. And so it was, it's since then it's been really cool to be like, you know what? I have the privilege to get to be in a place where I get to love Jesus and I get to share that yeah. with other people. So I think that was one of the biggest moments since being in college. Yeah. Well, you just kind of mentioned how college, 
you think it's going to be easy to find friends. It's going to be easy to find those connections. But if I look at you today, like you have a lot of different circles of friends that aren't necessarily all related to this church. So talk about that and like even family and those relationships that you have that have helped you walk in your relationship with God and just been an impact on your story. So, I mean, coming to college, I did not get plugged into a church immediately, like from within my first semester and really like dive into those relationships. So a lot of the people that I met and a lot of the friendships I made came from either school or ADPI. Um, And some of my best friends in ADPI have turned out to be some of my biggest supporters in my faith, which is really cool. But also like the friends that I've made at school through certain classes and things like that, some of them have been Um, really encouraging in my walk with the Lord. And some of them are people that I feel like the Lord has placed in my life to do his work. Um, They don't know who Jesus is. They, some of them don't really have a desire to know who he is, but it's been really cool to know that like I could plant a seed that someone else is going to sow someday, but they're in my life for a reason. And so I've gotten a lot of cool relationships out of college. um, And obviously I love all of my friends from 242, but I think some of the sweetest friendships that I've made that have had an impact on my faith have been the people that I met before I was plugged in in church and before I was truly seeking out Christ-centered community. And I've been able to build that community through them since then. You know, as we walk through and build different relationships, there are always these these moments or these lessons learned along the way, right? That, you know, it's it's weird. You you look back years later and you're like, man, I did not see that in the moment at all. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that playing out that way. I didn't even realize I was learning this thing. But then you're able to process as you move through seasons. And you, you've talked a little bit about that of just even with Kaylin and seeing how important her faith was to her and the impact that it had on so many people and kind of the lesson you learned from that and even spending time in Egypt and the students and seeing their perspective and how you learn things through that. So what would you say are just some of the things that you've learned that have stuck with you that have been impactful in your life that have made you not only into the person you are, but like how you choose to process and live life now? Yeah. I would think one of the biggest things that I've learned is like how you walk with Jesus does not just impact you. Mm. Like you might run into someone at the grocery store and like maybe they drop something and you help pick them up. They might never experience someone helping them like that. that. And like you just showed them Jesus in a way that they might never get to see again. And whether you share the gospel with them right there or they or someone else gets the chance to do that later the light that you bring and the joy that you bring is not only like for your own good. You were given the opportunity to live our lives in a way that glorifies the Lord. That's one of the biggest things I've learned because I've seen the impact other people have made on my life and Mm. on those around me is that what we're doing in our daily lives and how we act and how we treat other people does not just impact us. And it doesn't just impact the people we directly encounter. Anyone that witnesses that can be impacted by you. Yeah, that's powerful. That's super powerful. What are some other things? I think one, like another thing would be being consistent in your faith in the like hardest times is going to benefit you. Like you and and in in the the joyful times as well. I my grandparents, I've always told them that like when you pass away, like I want your Bible. Like mm. that's yeah. what I claim. Like no one else, everybody else yeah. can have everything else, yeah. but I want your Bibles. Um, they're literally falling apart, and they have intentionally like prayed for all of us, like as grandchildren and our parents, like from the day that we were born. And they've always said, we're praying for you. We're praying for your friends. We're praying for your spouse. And 
they've been through a lot. They've been married over 50 mm-hmm. years. Wow. And I know that every day they get up and the first thing they do is pray for their family and for their friends, even when they're struggling, even when times are not so fun and they're, each day is not easy to get up and be joyful. The first thing that they do is pray and spend time with the Lord. And I've seen how fruitful that has been for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, man, that's so good. Just the, which really leads into the next part of sharing your story that Amy's going to touch on in a second. But I love how you've seen that in other people and you've seen how those disciplines, those decisions have such a great impact on, again, and this goes back to your first thing of like, your faith doesn't just impact you. You've seen that from your grandparents, like their faith impacted them, obviously, but it also has impacted you. It's impacted your parents. It's impacted their community, your cousins and aunts and uncles and whatever else. And I'm sure far reaching beyond your family. And I love how all of this is like interconnected, right? So it's, it's these moments, it's Mm -hmm. these people, it's these lessons learned and, and all of that comes together and it's just awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, something you learned was being consistent in your faith and you're in a season of college that's coming to an end very soon. So no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. You've got it. You've got time still. But what are some of the things or disciplines that you have learned or taken on throughout this season and hoping to continue on and carry on with with your walk and, and being able to grow? Yeah, I think for me personally, I have really always struggled with being able to sit down and spend a long time reading my Bible. Um, so something that I have taken on within the past probably six to eight months after like life got back to normal and like school started back up after the lockdowns and everything like that is just reading one or two verses and just taking time to reflect on that and just to get that in a daily routine because whether it be a whole chapter of the Bible or a verse, um, you're just prioritizing that you have to spend time with God every day. And I think another one that comes a lot easier to me is just taking time to worship Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. whether that be in the car, in the shower, like walking to class, if I can like spend five or 10 minutes just like listening to worship music and just take time to reflect on who God is and how I've seen him work in the today or throughout the past few weeks, I feel a lot more gratitude for the things that I have in my life. Yeah. I like that those were two like different things and something I know we talk about and people can forget is that in seasons, like it can look very different and that's okay. Like I don't ever do the same thing. Like yeah. right now where I am, yes. Like I like to journal a lot, but sometimes it's more of, I just like to be around music more. That's mm-hmm. being in his presence. And so I think that's something cool that you mentioned like worship, but sometimes it is just a couple of verses. And so I think that's important to remember that it can be different and it can change. Um, it's just being consistent in something. Yeah. You know? I think I had always like, I mean, in high school and like grade school, your schedule's the same every day. Like there's nothing that's going to change. Like you have church this night, you have practice these nights. Yeah. And so I could always like fit that time into my schedule. And then I came to college and I was like, I don't even know what, like when I'm going to shower today. Like yeah. the, like my schedule is really <laughs> yeah, thrown off and yeah. I thrive off of having a, a very similar mm-hmm. schedule every day. And so it's been cool to get to figure out different ways to spend time with the Lord because it doesn't get to be the same. Like your schedule changes every semester. And so that was something that took a lot of time to get used to, Mm -hmm. but has been really cool to see the different things come from that. Yeah. Well, and I really think it's going to serve you well as you continue to move into other seasons Mm -hmm. 
and something we talk about here in the college ministry a lot is different tools for different seasons and that it's great to have an ideal but life is not always ideal right. and so when we get stuck and I, that is certainly that's about spending time with god that's about mm-hmm. prioritizing your family that's about taking care of your mental health that's like literally fill in the blank anything where we should have these practices or disciplines we create this ideal scenario and it's like this is what it should look like for me to be healthy in this area right yeah but life does not always afford us the opportunity to be ideal in what it looks like. But that doesn't mean, okay, I can just abandon that. I'm just going to shelf it until life gives me time to focus on it. Like we don't have, we can't do that or yeah. we're going to very quickly become unhealthy in those areas. And so I love that you're learning that about yourself and how to navigate and walk through different situations that can be applied across the board. That's like, okay, I need to contextualize this to where I'm at right now and figure out how do I continue to make steps and how mm-hmm. do I continue to move forward. You know, there's there's two things I'm going off script, sorry, but there's two things that I really have always appreciated about you that I want to talk about for a second. One is you are so, you're just adventurous and you're willing and you may not ever use that word to describe yourself, <laughs> uh, but you're just so willing to say yes and not like I'm a yes person, but like you're just willing to yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like, hey, you should go join that freshman small group. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Hey, you want to lead a small group? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Hey, you want to go to Egypt? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. (laughs) Hey, you want to come, like, keep working here on staff at the church? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Hey, you want to move over to a different ministry than what you originally started with? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. That was at the bottom of my list when I applied. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But you know what your answer was? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Hey, hey, Bailey, I... I'm looking for someone to consistently co-host with me for our online intro segments for our live stream. You want to do that? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like you're just <laughs> always so willing. And what I would consider adventurous, like not necessarily thrill seeking, like looking for it, but you just always have this posture and Emmy, like I could say the exact same thing about Emmy um, because that's why she's doing this podcast. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. But you just always have this posture of like, yeah, like, sure, I, I can do that. I can I can fill in here. And you rarely are seeking those opportunities, but mm-hmm. when those opportunities find you, you're always willing to step into that. Is that, A, is that something you recognize about yourself? And then B, and again, we're going off script, so you may not have an answer, but like, how, how did you develop that? Like, how did you get there to have that posture of heart? Answer to A, I don't think it's something that I've like realized that I'm doing. But now that you say that, I think when we moved to Thorndale, Mm -hmm. we had the ability to be involved in every possible thing that we wanted to and still do well in school and still do well in all of the sports and activities we were in. And coming from a relatively big school, we, you pretty much specialize in like one sport or maybe some academics. And like, that's what you did. That was, that was your activity. And so when we moved, my mom was like, Oh, like you're going to do this and this, do you want to do one act play? And I said, one act play. You want me to go stand on stage and memorize lines? Like, uh, she's like, just try it. Just try it. It'll be really fun. Like y'all could do really good. You like perform, like it's contest. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I did it and loved it and did it all four years. And so I did a lot of things that I wasn't comfortable doing, like being a cheerleader, like growing up, I was like, I'm never going to be a cheerleader. Like absolutely not. And it was one of my favorite parts of high school. And so I think coming to college, I just was like, you know what? If I don't like it, like this is a pretty relatively big town. I can just, I don't have to go again. Yeah. So we might as well just give it a shot. Yeah. So. Bailey, give it a shot. Wife. I know. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I said there were two things. 
the other thing that I feel like you've exemplified really well is, you know, in the time that I've known you, I feel like you've always been really authentic and really vulnerable uh, with me specifically, which I've always really, really appreciated. And, you know, certainly you like being a part of the leadership development program, coming on staff here at the church helped that just because of proximity, right? Like we're around each other. Uh, we have traveled to the other side of the world together. We've had a lot of shared experience in a f- relatively short amount of time. We're talking like mm-hmm, two and a half yeah, years, right? Yeah. So in a relatively short amount of time, we've had a lot of shared experience, but man, it, it's so cool in the time that I've known you, when you poke your head in just to say goodbye, right? And I look up and I'm like, something's going on. Hey, are you okay? And you stand there in the door and you're like, no. And then you just are honest with me, right? Or you are excited to come in and share something because things are going really, really well. And you just always have been so genuine and authentic and transparent, not from a, Hey, look at me. I need people to pay attention to me. So I'm going to like air my dirty laundry or like wear everything on my sleeve. But just from a, Hey, I trust that you actually care. So I'm going to engage in this with you. And man, it's so encouraging and inspiring. And I've never told you that before. So <laughs> we're, we're recording all of this, right? <laughs> uh, but man, it's, it's been so inspiring to me in the time that I've known you and see how you have process that, especially as a 20-something yeah. female yeah. in college involved in a sorority and leadership positions where it's like it, a lot of people would say you need to have it together and you need to know the right answer and you need to always be you know, one step ahead or whatever. And you just have always been so genuine to be like, today, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow, maybe yesterday, probably, but today this is, this is what you get. This is who I am. Again, I'm going to ask kind of the same question. Like where does, where does that come from? Like, where does your comfort in that of just being authentically you come from? So I'm an Enneagram six. I really value loyalty. Mm. Um, and so for me, if I know that I'm in a space, a safe space, it's really easy for me to tell people how I'm feeling. And I think that I've seen in certain relationships when I've shared things pretty quickly or just been really honest, those relationships have been a lot more fruitful and I've not benefited a lot more from that, but I have gained so much more from those relationships. And once I kind of realized that, um, it's been a lot easier for me to just be like, hey, like I need help with this. This is not going well. Mm -hmm. Or hey, like guess what happened today? And so when it, once that gets easier, it's a lot more fun to share things because when when you know you have someone on your side, it makes it a lot easier yeah. to share those things, good or bad. Yeah, that's that's, that's rich. I, so this is the second podcast in a row that the Enneagram has come up, and I feel like maybe we're turning into an Enneagram podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. But, <laughs> um, Emmy, what, what Enneagram are you? I'm a nine. Nine. Okay, so... <laughs> What I, that means literally nothing to me. I know I'm a three, and that basically just means that I'm a jerk. Um, oh, so another, what's the actual name for it? What's a three? Uh, I don't know. Boss. I'm a peacekeeper. <laughs> That's what mine is. Uh, she's over here googling what the actual name it's of any like three is. But what is it? It's not aggressive. That's not. What it's like. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. The achiever. Achiever. Okay, I was like aggressive. Aggressive no. achiever. Yeah. So what is what is six? The loyalist. The loyalist. So you yeah. were just talking about loyalty. Okay, mm-hmm. so Amy, you, 
you as a nine, mm-hmm. uh, Enneagram aside, right? Yeah. I'm curious because she just was talking about loyalty, but then she right. was talking about how when she's experienced the fruit of like that honesty or transparency, how that has then bred more of that in her because she's like, wow, that was actually beneficial. Would you say that you've experienced the same thing? Oh, 100%. I think it took longer for me because as the nine, the peacekeeper, I think it's, it's easier for us to keep it to ourselves because we don't want to be the bother. Yeah. Um, and there's also like the aspect of, we just listen better and like we take in the stuff and we're the, probably the last to actually like give the input. Not yeah. that we don't have it. We just usually wait until like we're asked or seen like somehow we're seeing the, like it needs to be valuable or something in that, in that way. Um, and so when it comes to things like that, it's not that we don't trust it, but I think it takes us a little longer to feel the safe space and feel the value in it almost like there's a hesitation. Um, mm. but I think like the longer that you're around like the people and you know them well enough, like for me, at least personally, cause I think it's different for everyone. It was pretty quick when I knew, like I got to know those people, um, like with you, Chris and even Bailey, like when I started working with her, it was very easy because of who you were and how you made me feel like I could trust you. Like, yeah, it was not a problem for me to just be real and feel like I could have those conversations. Yeah. yeah. Man. Now I feel like I should, read a book on Enneagram or something <laughs> I will say besides be just ragging though, because, on yeah. it. Yeah. I, I never want people to feel like you're stuck in a box of that. Because sure. People definitely can. I think it helps you understand things, Yeah, but I don't think it should be like, that's your identity solely live in that bubble because yeah, absolutely. that's the danger. And I'm guessing somewhere in the description of a three, it says this person doesn't <laughs> like the Enneagram, right? Uh, because it, and it really is that it's like, yeah. man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be right. labeled by a number. Like yeah. I I mean, sure, some of those things might be true, and I do think it's helpful. And and you know, there are a lot of people in my life that I trust that that have encouraged me. Mm-hmm. You know, because it does it helps you discover things about yourself. I kind and, of view it like the love languages. Yeah. Like if you oh, know someone's those, enneagram, and you, it just helps you better understand how See, to I like interact the love with them way better. I, oh, me too, than for any sure. Of the other stuff, like I will live by that solely, and like hopefully <laughs> live that out for people better than an enneagram. I yeah. think. Ultimately, I think that it's really cool though that the truth of what you were saying mm-hmm. is applicable and true to any listener, no matter yeah. if they know their Enneagram number or what their Enneagram number is or what they ate for lunch yesterday. <laughs> like the truth is still there about, man, there's value when we choose to just engage in that way. Like yeah. when we when we sense that someone is trustworthy and, and that doesn't mean, I, I mean, I've failed both of y'all. Like I, I don't always get it right, but when we choose to engage in those relationships mm-hmm. and we sense that someone's trustworthy, like there's value that comes from that. And I just think that that's super cool yeah. and that that is beneficial and true for anyone that's listening to this, man, it's worth it. It's messy yeah. sometimes it's hard sure. sometimes yeah. and it's uncomfortable. Like you're putting yourself out yeah. there and you're, you're being honest and transparent about things that sometimes are not easy to talk about, Absolutely. but, but it's worth it. Yeah. It is. It's, I think not only is it worth it to like, if you're struggling with something, just to like get it off your chest and hear it out loud, mm-hmm. but to know that someone's on your side and someone wants the best for yeah. you and is yeah. praying for you so good. and wants to give you resources and wants to help you. It just makes those things easy, yeah. easier. And then it becomes easier to do that. Yeah. Like it's now like that's, I can do this. Like I could feel confident in going to that person or those people for this, you know? Man, I feel encouraged and inspired all of a sudden. It's like, we're going to, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing the story we're sharing podcast, but maybe the three of us will start the, we're not sure we love the Enneagram, but we're going to talk about it anyway podcast. <laughs> Is that a good name? That's no, long, I don't think so. It's, it's too long. Name. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So as we kind of wrap up, I, 
the the so what, right? That's the the period at the end of the sentence. It's like, okay, you've talked about these moments and these people and lessons learned and these these disciplines, these things that you you put forth in your life. So what? Like how how does all of this come together and begin to impact who you are in your engagement with the people around you? Yeah. So I would say that everything leading up to this point has led me to realize that my life is not for me. Mm. There, There's nothing about my life here on earth that is meant to glorify me, but is meant to glorify the Lord. That Whether that be how I talk, how I carry myself, the way that I personally walk with the Lord, and how that plays out in my life will carry on long after I'm gone because it will impact people around me, whether that be my family, my friends, my kids someday, like... The way that I pursue Jesus is not just for me, but that's going to affect a lot more people. And so if people are going to remember me for something, I want it to be for showing the light of Jesus mm-hmm. really well. So good. You do it well. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, before we let you go, we have a segment here in the Story We're Sharing podcast that we just call Favorite Things. Okay. okay. Emmy is going to just yell out a topic. She won't yell. She's on a microphone. You don't need to yell. She's <laughs> just going to, yeah. Me yell? She's She's yeah. Emmy, okay. Emmy yell. doesn't yell. <laughs> Emmy's going to. I'm going to whisper now just for very <laughs> gently, nicely, kindly, peacefully say a topic. Okay. She's a peacemaker. Okay. She's a nine. Emmy, if you didn't know this, she's an well, Enneagram nine. Saying it. Okay. Yeah. So it. she she's going to say a topic, whatever. Okay. <laughs> A topic is going to be presented by someone named Emmy, and then you're just going to like tell us what your favorite thing is. First thing that comes to mind, like just your favorite favorite color. What's your favorite color? Pink. Pink. Okay. Or yellow. Uh, Here we go. You have to have two. Indecisive. <laughs> Pink or yellow. Two. That's, it. That's how, it. How can you have two and it be a favorite? You can have two favorites. But pink is her top. Let's be honest. Then pink is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. No, but yellow is also my favorite. I really like it. Okay, you really like it, but is it your favorite? <laughs> Billy, I've never, you always talk about pink. Anytime I sent you one of those favorite things for him, pink was always the answer. You never put yellow. So either you really Ooh. lied to me. <laughs> so maybe yellow is just working its way up. Yeah, it's going to be pink. That's out true. Sometime. You know, we evolve. You know, we, yeah, we grow we over time, we change. And you so, change. You but change. Pink, I guess pink is still at the What top happens right if now? you Water put pink and yellow together? It, I don't think that's a what cute color. color. Is that? <laughs> Okay, so you get the gist of the game, (laughs) the segment. We're going to, uh, yeah, throw out some topics, and then you're just going to tell us what your favorite things are. We're not going to judge all of your answers. (laughs) I will probably judge some of them. I'm a little nervous now. But I want to remain a trustworthy person in your life, so I won't judge (laughs) all of them. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Your favorite animal? Dog. Favorite place you've traveled? Mm, Greece. Ooh, Greece. Me where too. where in Greece? What? Emmy, you've been to Greece? I, have. I how am I the okay. <laughs> I feel left out. How am I, I the only person it. on this podcast it's that so hasn't been to Greece? You have to so go. Pretty. Okay, yeah, Greece. Yeah, worth it. Okay, your favorite hobby. I like watching Netflix. <laughs> okay, all right. That makes me sound lazy, but it's what's the show right now? Uh, I just finished watching Virgin River, and I'm waiting oh, for the next season. Yeah, Alicia, my wife, really likes it. I know. Right? Okay, we won't talk about it for yeah, everyone that hasn't seen yeah. it, but dang. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> they all... Never mind. Okay. No, don't say it. <laughs> okay. People are listening. Away. We didn't I was give anything People away. are listening. We they always give... leave cliffhangers in any yeah. show. It's not a surprise. That's what happened. Okay, okay, moving right along. Okay, your favorite game. 
like board game? Uh, Wahoo. It's it's not like <laughs> a it's is. not a board game you can buy at the store. It's like a big wooden board, and it's like sorry, but it's better. Okay, you have to bring that one out sometime. All right. Uh, okay i i have so many questions but okay go ahead (laughs) your favorite emoji Ooh, that's a good one emmy Mm, what's Uh, the one you use a lot right now anyway the um the it's like a smiley face but it's a really small it's not really a smile it's like it's like a smirk yeah Mm, kind (laughs) of soft smile soft smile smile yes i know i know (laughs) okay your favorite music artist Michael W. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give a genre? Because there's different ones for different genres. Multiple favorites. Let's go with country. Parker McCollum. Why did I know that? Okay. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Your favorite store or brand like clothing? Ooh, clothing? That's hard. I buy a lot of clothes, but mm, probably Target. Okay. Favorite TV show? Friends. Also knew that one, yeah. (laughs) Favorite movie? Ooh. I don't know. If you don't have one, that one's hard. That's really Not hard. everyone does. Chris, do you have a favorite movie? No. I didn't think so. Some favorite, of the Netflix no. originals are movies, really good. But, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't know that I have a favorite. Okay. Do you have a favorite book? Besides the Bible. Besides the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Love Does. That's Ooh, a great Good book. choice. That's a good one. Favorite holiday or season? Christmas. What, what do you love about Christmas. I like winter time. Also, does your birthday count as a holiday? Because I love my birthday. <laughs> Noted. Uh, yeah, just saying. Say, I had COVID on my birthday. Also, yeah. no one says that. That's so awesome. Really hey, birthday's you. a holiday? Authentic. Yes, I love that. Authentic Bailey. No one's going to be that honest and be like, I love to celebrate myself. Yeah. <laughs> birthdays are so fun. Not just my own. Okay, no, I, I love know. my own the most, but I love birthdays in general. Oh, you just meant birthdays in general. No, I meant my own Oh, you birthday, meant your own. Okay, okay. But I do love, like... <laughs> other people's because birthdays, my, you just get to celebrate my birthday is in 10 days it is mm-hmm. the 29th yeah which this podcast probably won't even have been out yet so we'll just uh, delete that but <laughs> you can celebrate everyone me. should know let's just put it in here april 29th even if it's past next year everyone yeah. remember mark your calendars do it okay um Best your favorite year. oh favorite flower or plant you've become into plants lately i really like succulents okay i'm not great yeah. at keeping them alive but i just love the way they look how I, can you I agree how can you kill a succulent you water it too much yeah if you overwater, you give oh. it too much love except i have this one pot and it's been doing so good and they got hailed on oh i'm sorry they look rough now sad succulents <laughs> hey my also the one you got me for my birthday my niece killed it because she overwatered oh. it <laughs> and i was like oh that was a nice thought okay a couple more favorite sport or sport team softball yes um that's definitely my favorite sport i feel obligated to say the acu softball is my favorite team but oh, i really love a&m all right which number on Number 15, Riley White. Little sis. (laughs) What's your favorite food? Grilled cheese. Did I not know this? Okay, chocolate chip cookies, but that's a dessert. She was filling out a questionnaire for us for college (laughs) leadership last a couple weeks ago. And it said um, something that no one else knows about you or something. Fun fact about you. I think it was fun fact about you. And she said, (laughs) I have the diet of a (laughs) seven-year-old. That I knew. Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay. And your favorite ice cream? Mm, Cookie two-step. Yes. two-step. Yeah. I think I tried that at your house for the first time, actually. It's really good. So good. It's good. And uh, last one, favorite person to work with? Just kidding. You don't have to answer. (laughs) You don't want to. 
I even have a shocked face at that question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't answer it. You don't no have to answer. answer. Good. That's yeah. a good answer. Okay. That was it. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> Bailey, it has been a pleasure. So much fun having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Always, always a good time. And you know, this is why this is the best place to work because we have really great people and we get to do life together and it's just, it's just awesome. And I hope that as you're listening, you're encouraged, uh, maybe by something that Bailey shared and, and a lesson that she's learned or maybe something that she's walked through. But Emmy and I ultimately want everyone listening to just be challenged. You have a story worth sharing. And it doesn't take some big grand event that would make the front page of a newspaper or win some award. It's it really is just the moments along the way. It's the chance encounters. It's the person in the grocery store that you mm-hmm. stop to pick up something that they dropped. And those are the moments that leave a lasting impact. And when we engage in those moments, when we engage in those conversations, when we choose to be our authentic self is when we begin to recognize that we have a story worth sharing. And so, Emmy, best host ever. Oh, my gosh. Co-host. Whoa. No, you're the you're the better Whoa. of the two, which makes you the best host. But we're no, I don't like that. <laughs> well, why don't you close this out? Well, thanks so much for listening. Come back and listen to the next episode. We will have another amazing guest that works here on staff. Till next time. See you later. See, she did that better than me. Until next time. See you later.